0: We're going to take this opportunity to pray. So let's stay standing and let's quickly pray. Um, God, we just come to you now, and we thank you that your word is a seed, and it gets planted. So we want our hearts to be ready. Will you prepare the soil of our hearts? You, the ultimate gardener. If there is anything in our hearts that's hard, will you um, remove it and give us a heart of flesh that's good soil? I pray that your word would be planted deep into our hearts to produce a harvest. And I pray for anyone who's without hope and not in relation with you that you would draw them unto yourself. You'd knock on the door of their heart tonight, God. We submit you on behalf of all of us and our children. Even as we do that, we resist the devil and we thank you that he has to flee. Pray your protection around all of us. We pray that you minister to us tonight in Jesus' name. Everyone believe it said? Amen. Amen. You guys can take your seats. So good to have you guys in the house. How good was the worship? Our 6 p.m. worship environment is just phenomenal. And um, yeah, our our 6 p.m. always just feels like it's a real encounter moment. So if you are looking for that, this is the service to be in. Um, So thank you to our worship team. And then, um, uh, yeah, we have got a Zambia team right now. They're traveling. I think we've got a photo. I think we've got if they, uh, we actually did have it on the projection. So if we can look, we had it there this morning. Do we have that photo up of our missions team? Yes, no, maybe. well they're gonna put it up, but our team is traveling. They're gonna get there they are. That was them about five hours outside of Cape Town. I met with them on Friday morning at four AM. It was crazy. And then they drove off at five AM and we prayed together. And currently I think they are about to that the They are in Zambia, so they crossed the border, Timalina, they drove through Botswana, and um, they are about to arrive, I think, tomorrow morning at the base they're supposed to be at. Um, So let's quickly pray for them, because I really think it's gonna be such a significant trip. Come on, let's just stand in the gap for them. God, I thank you for our team. I thank you for how you protected them so far as they've got to Zambia. Even as they do the last part of the trip, I pray you keep them safe. Bless the vehicles. I pray that everything will be protected as they travel. We also pray when they're there that they'd have wisdom to build your kingdom. There'd be a unity on the team that you can bless and they can be, uh, you know, work with our missionaries that are there full time. I pray, God, that this would be a significant trip. They'd see the miraculous and they'd come back with awesome testimonies. And as they refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed in Jesus' name. Amen. We've also got Holiday Club coming up starts. Um, starts on Tuesday. And um, so if you wanna know as parents or if you um, have are bringing any young people um, or if you're a brother and sister um, in primary school and they're coming, it starts at 7.30 a.m. is the registration opens. The program starts at 8.30 a.m., ends at 1 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then our takeover is on Sunday. So um, we had a phenomenal one at Malpos, Um But let's quickly just pray for that team as well. God, we lift up everyone serving at Holiday Club, I pray you keep them, protect them, keep them healthy. If anyone is unhealthy right now, would you heal their bodies and get them ready for Tuesday? I pray for them, bless them. Um, and I also pray then for every child who's coming, prepare their hearts. I pray that you'd speak into their hearts, that you you would set them apart for the plans you have for them. And this would be a significant moment for those children, that, that they would hear your voice um, if they've never heard it, and, and they really would start to live their lives for you in Jesus' name, Amen. So we're doing our serve month, and this is the first week of our serve month, so um, in in the means of preaching into serving. At the end of this month, you're going to have an opportunity to sign up to serve. Um, And listen, we're going to encourage you to sign up to serve, and we're going to hopefully activate you into doing this week in, week out, and really living a life of purpose. But we'll also, as a church, have, um, I think it's six projects eh, on our website that we're all going to partake in serving those projects, and we're all going to give an hour to one of those projects. And you'll find that on our website, you'll see viewchurch.co.za. On the tab, it says Serve Month. You just tap it. And you can choose an area that you can want to serve for just for 60 minutes. And we'll, I promise you, as we do it together, the momentum it's going to bring uh, when it comes to change, bringing the change to our community is going to be massive. So everyone can play a part. And just so you know that uh, for, for young people, teenage, young adults, if you go on a missions trip, they say studies show changes the way you live your life after that, the way you give, the way you serve. If uh, James Dobson um, speaks about a study that children who served before the age of 11, and people, uh, people in need, it also changes their lives and it redirects the way they serve and give. So, you know, we've got people on missions trip now and I encourage you to actually plan to go on one if you're a young person at some point. But as a family, if you can get your children to serve with you on that day, it's going to make a massive difference in their life and in the generations to come as they then can pass it on. So it's going to be a significant month. Um, I've got some extra stuff I did preach this morning. If you hear this morning, I actually did add some extra stuff in. So to bless the people who are double dipping, people who come to church twice have a better chance of getting to heaven. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, uh, When you get to heaven, there's a chance they're going to say, did you come to church twice on Sundays? And if if you say yes, there's a special room for you, I think. And then everyone else goes into overflow who came once. Did you guys know that? Um, Anyway, we're letting you guys know. Also, people who take notes have a better chance to get into heaven as well. So take notes because when you get to heaven, they might ask where the notes. Anyway, here we go. Serving, I believe, will truly serve you well. It's one of the best things you can do for your life. And it's actually one of the best things I ever did in my life. I got to church. I gave my life to Jesus. Um, I was in the worship team. I, I went to camps. Um, I went to camps before I was saved. Just I was like my small group leader's nightmare. Honestly, like like I honestly was. And so whenever I've had hot people on a small group in a camp, I remembered you sowed this, Andre. Now you're reaping it. And But I just try to sow different seeds very soon so that I'd reap different things. But but I went to camps. I remember being at conferences. I went up to, to, uh, to the, Altar call. I asked God to speak to me. I asked God, I asked for more, and it's weird. I never got the breakthroughs I desired. I've even been to massive evangelical rallies, like monstrous, like 80,000 people there, and, and I still didn't get what I was trusting for. And then just one year, sitting at the back of this auditorium before we extended it, sitting right there where the stairs are now in a chair. The stairs weren't there, but I was sitting there. Um, I had, we had Patty Venner preaching here. He's now runs church in um, Norwich um, in England and he had finished speaking and Paul Van Coller who was then our young adults pastor and associate walked over to me and says you know you're not doing everything God's called you to do I had that same thought before he spoke to me it was like that's crazy I have had that same thought going in my head and he said I said what do you think I should do and he copped out as any pastor does he says you should go and pray I'm like, aren't they paying you to pray? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's this deal? Where are we going with this? Um, But no, it was good advice because he knew if I was gonna do what God was telling me to do, I needed to hear it for myself. So the next morning, I actually had a quiet time, which I encourage everyone to do, where you set aside time with God. I opened my Bible and I had a quiet time. It's like weird, I totally felt like I read Give a Year to the Church. I closed the Bible and I was like, did I actually read that? Then I opened it again and I read the quiet time and I hadn't read it. It's clearly it was God that spoke to me. God had impressed it upon my heart to give a year to the church. So I phoned Paul and I said, "See, I don't know if this is weird, but I feel like I'm supposed to give a year to the church. And that's how I became the first original year to serve it. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, cool. And I really, at that point, It was my breakthrough, because here's the thing. I went, I'm going to do this here to serve, and I'm going to really do whatever they want. And in my mind, I thought of the most out there ways I could serve, and the furthest distance, the third mile and the fourth mile, and I already decided, I'm going to do that if they ask. They didn't actually ask me to do those things that I thought of, but... It actually made the year so easy because I'd already removed all the strings I could attach to this gift I wanted to bring. And in that year as I served, it's like God started to speak to me. And every time, every bit of sort of moments I trusted with God, I had them that year. I had them packing chairs when nobody was in the auditorium. I used to play some worship. I had them driving to view group, praying for my view group. Please God, what do you wanna to say to them this week? Or driving around. I had them as I prayed for people, as I served people, as I considered others above myself. All the breakthrough I ever wanted came as I started to serve with no strings attached. Yes. Serving will serve you well. It's the best thing I believe you can do for yourself. Now, in Genesis 24, is a story of a servant. It's actually the chief servant of Abraham. And he actually sent by his master to go find a wife for his son. So this guy travels. He's got 10 camels. He's got his crew. And he gets to this well. And he prays this prayer. O Lord, God of my master Abraham. Please give me success this day, and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, "Please uh, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I'll also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you've shown kindness to my master. Of course, what's crazy is that any woman who said, can I offer your camels some a drink of water would have known it would have taken about two hours to get the job done. Because these camels would have drank 20 gallons of water. And that's proven scientifically. That's how much water camels drink. She would have had to get 20 gallons of water to them. And in those days, the jars they used carried five gallons. So she was going to make about 40 trips. And if you try to calculate it conservatively, and it would have taken her about two hours. And if she spilled water a bit longer. This woman who would have said yes to it would have known exactly what she's in for. So I reckon he's sitting there going, who's actually going to say yes to this? I'm going to probably sit here most of the day. And at some point you're going to do the miraculous. The light's going to shine on some lady and she's going to say, hey, here's your drink. And can I get a drink for your camels as well? crazy thing is the first lady he meets, he asks for a drink, and it's Rebecca, and she then says, can I get some water for your camels? Who'd have known that this act of generosity of service would totally change her life, that her breakthrough was coming in a moment of service, um, that, that the, the, man of, the, the man sent by the man of God was looking for somebody who would serve, and that would be the woman that God had set apart. What's crazy is that a lot of us want to be set apart for something great. But we don't realize the starting point to, be, to being set apart is just service. The starting point to your breakthrough, I believe, is service. And as she served, it was part of her destiny. It blessed her family and it, the blessing outlived her life. And I believe the same thing happens today for those who serve others. God still does those three things. See, she would end up marrying Isaac, Abraham's son. She would also receive, at that point, gifts from the, the head servant. Not only for her, she received gifts for her mom and her brothers and her family. So the, the service blessed her family. And she'd end up in the great, 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 next level great grandmother of Jesus Christ. The serving moment would totally outlive her. So many of us struggle with service we live in a self-centered world and um, the bible says that that self-centeredness will increase it says in the end times people will be lovers of themselves when i read that my math is simple how do you stand out in the end times just be unselfish <laughs> simple like a, it's like how, it's so much easier to do great things for God I believe in the end times because the world will become more selfish and you just become less selfish and you can be set apart um, the world will start to serve their, themselves and then the few will serve others and God will use them but we live in a world that self-centered. They reckon the end times, all the things that happen to us is, is that because people will have bad character, really. They'll be lovers of themselves. They'll be selfish. And yes, we, we see all the knock-on effects. But really, the major theme of the end times is us becoming very unhealthy as people. But we can change that. It's crazy when we fully only consider ourselves. I reckon what happens in our lives is what happened in the book of Haggai. Haggai, and I don't have these scriptures up. These are just some extras uh, for the guys who double dip it says in Haggai 1 verse 9 it says you looked for much but indeed it came to little and when you brought it home I blew it away why? says the Lord of hosts because my house uh, because of my house that is in ruins while every one of you run, uh, runs to his own house uh, he was changing them at that point this is pre enter this is like Old Testament he's saying you're so focused on what you have you've neg- neglected what I have and you know what everything you do and you work for that's blown away comes to nothing you don't even see in the Bible you fool you you build bonds and that one day you'll die and somebody else will spend your money (laughs) you know you and I can get so self focused and God says that's the life that comes to nothing Rebecca serves the, the head servant and she's part of destiny it blesses her family and the blessing outlives her her life becomes unstoppable but God sank people who are self-focused, their lives are not just um, stoppable. It's so weak that God can blow it away like a feather. Of course, we, where else do we see that picture in the Bible? It says those who build their life on God's Word, they build their life on a rock. And the winds and the storms come, the winds, and the, it doesn't move them. But people who don't build their life on God's Word, they build their life on sand. And a wind and a storm comes and it knocks him over. Seems like a similar picture. You can live for yourself, or you can live on your own opinion and not on God's word. You know, uh, Francis Chan said this that, that the danger with our generation and this generation that's alive right now is we think that our opinion is so important that somebody needs to hear it. And if no one's heard our opinion, we feel overlooked. And he says, but the, the problem is, our opinion doesn't really count. It's really only God's opinion that counts. God's word. Because this heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand. And you and I need to become people who want to know what God said about it. Not what people have said about it. Opinion builds nothing. You can share your opinion until you're blue in the face. Who cares? It's wisdom that builds the house. But we are a generation that's fixated on sharing our opinion on social media. We need to be heard. We're gonna march. Who really cares? What does the Word of God say? (laughs) What are you marching for? If it's not in God's Word, it's pointless. You might win a temporary fight, but God's Word's eternal. Another thing that actually gets, uh, keeps us from reaching our destiny and serving, I believe, is your, t- your present self. You're obsessed with your present self. We all get there. But people who serve are fully aware of their future self. They take um, challenges because it's the best thing they can do for their future self. They hear advice, it's the best thing they can do for their future self. They serve others, it's the best thing they can do for their future self. Because one day you'll stand before your Father in heaven and hopefully He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant and because of that because of my future self and what's ahead of me right now I'm going to start to make a difference because my life was meant to live for eternity but my temporary life now will become very uncomfortable if I start not living for myself and some people are fixated on their their temporary selves their present selves so much they never fully serve other people because it's very inconvenient to who you are your schedule your bank account So, I encourage you to live a big life, to make a difference, to live beyond yourself. So, I'm going to give you some points. Number one, if we're going to do this, we need to serve God by serving people. It's simple. Simple maths you serve God by serving people. Matthew 25 verse 40 says, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Yeah. Or oh, when did I give you water? Well, when I was thirsty. I didn't give it to you, Jesus. No, you gave it to the least of them who was thirsty. When did I feed you? Well, you know, when that person was hungry, you gave it to the least. You did it for me. This scripture is connected to, to um, the end times where we see the separation between um, people of God and people who... I think thought they served God, but they didn't. And it's like, you did this for me. When we were serving these people, we were actually serving you, yes. And when you didn't serve these people, you, you weren't serving me. Yes. The only way to serve God is by serving people. I encourage you, you can't, yes, I'm a Christian, I serve God by myself. You can't. Yeah, you wouldn't do that to your body. Yeah. Hey, hand, you don't need me to do to get Cut it off. Whew. Go do it by yourself. Your hand's gonna die. Hey, yeah. well, you're called. Part, you're part of the body of Christ. You have got a part in the body. And then somehow the world's told us you can be a Christian all by yourself. <laughs> you can just go learn Ranger. I'm, just, yeah, I'm serving God. I'm all by myself. All by myself, don't want to be all by myself anymore. I encourage you if you meet friends who tell you you don't need to be part of a church to be saved, I encourage you to say, Yeah, great, you're right, Jesus saved me. But if I want to fulfill my destiny and my purpose, I'm gonna have to be part of a church because you only really find out who you are in the body when you're part of a body because you might be, be. fooling yourself about what part you actually are. And the body adds value. So I encourage you, serve God by serving people and the best way to get into serving is to do it with other people who are serving. You need to be part of a body. You need to be in relationship. Listen, just quick side notes. I think this is what happens. Young leader out there Here's some leadership notes. As you get, come into a relationship with Jesus, he pays for your sin, and he frees you. I don't know if you guys know this, but Abraham Lincoln, he, um, um, his historical accounts show that he bought a slave girl. She was, she was on, you know what I mean, um, at the, the, um, the market, and he went and paid for her. And he took her papers, and he says, yeah, you're free. She's like, what have you done? You paid. I'm not supposed to be your servant. She says, He said, No, I paid so that you can go free. She said, I will now serve you the rest of my days. Clearly, this is a master I want to work for. So, so if you want to be a servant, the only way is to come to Jesus and let Him pay the price for your sins and then tell you, You're free. And that's when you now are released to serve others. There's no more debt. You don't have to earn anything. You've got nothing to prove. You're a free person. Now, as you freely receive, I encourage you to freely give to others and serve your world. The next thing just some leadership thoughts is as God frees you, he might actually put you under a leader. And you get to serve their vision. And as you serve their vision, one day God will give you your own vision. And as you serve them, you'll reap people who serve you the same way. If you struggle to serve under leadership, don't expect to become a leader one day. Because as you serve leaders, the best leaders are, are the best followers. And I encourage you. That, that you're gonna get to do that. You're also gonna get to serve alongside people in church and love them. You're also gonna get to serve others. So it's simple, we serve God by serving people. Number two, serving others is one of your life's purposes. Mark 8 verse 35 says, only those who throw away their lives for my sake, for the sake of the good news, will ever know what it means to really live. Secular studies show the happiest people have got great friends and got great purpose. The best thing you can do for yourself is to get into a relationship. You need to spend time with people you wanna be like. Remember, you become like the people you spend time with. And then you need to discover your purpose. Six City Growth Track, you're gonna discover your purpose this Tuesday if you haven't. If you need to do a refresher, why don't you come? And start to really live. Those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news, um, uh, they will know what it means to really live. I encourage you to serve others and really live. Serve God's purpose. Serve God's purpose here on earth. Carry His good news. The vileness... um, (laughs) hopefully I'm saying right, Nicola uh, Paginini, he he was born in Genoa. He's a famous uh, musician. And when he died, he had this violin that was made of the special wood. He actually said they need to put it away in a glass casket so everyone can see it. But this wood that it was made of When it was disregarded, when it was not used, it decayed very quickly. The purpose, the reason why the person made it was for use. And the more it got used, the more life it had. But as soon as they put it in that casket, in that glass, um, and for everyone to see, it disintegrated and it became useless. Just like that violin was made for a purpose, for a use, you were made for a purpose. And the only way you really live is to live for God, to serve Him by serving others. But when you stop doing it, don't be surprised when you feel like your life is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, disintegrating. And you just need to get another fix. I always go buy that new thing or that new thing I really like or that material thing, then I'll feel better. Retail therapy. If I just go on this other holiday, I'll feel better. If I just go on this holiday, I can get this photo for social media and then I can just feel like I fit in. Your life's getting smaller and you're trying to feed it with temporary things. You were made for something bigger. You were made for a purpose. You need to experience what it is to really live. Number three, we're never more like Jesus than when we serve people with no strings attached. Matthew 20, verse 28, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. I'm always blown away when people tell me their gifts. They come to me and says, Hey, I got the gift of um, the prophetic. And I'm stoked with that because we need it. And, I've been prayed and I've, I've got the gift of the prophetic. A lot of people say I've actually prophesied on Sundays at Mo using your gift. But you know, they tell me I've got the prophetic gift. Oh, great. Yeah, I was looking for a place I can use it. Yeah, you can use it anywhere. <laughs> Go for it. It's a gift. Yeah, but I just really feel that um, no one's given me space to use my gift. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so you've got some strings attached. Because as soon as you attach a string to your gift, it's not a gift anymore. <laughs> and do you know the Bible says your gift makes room for you. So you say there's no room for, for you here to use your gift. Is it really a gift? Because your gift makes room for you. <laughs> so, so whenever you tell me there's no room for your gift, I always go, is it really a gift? <laughs> it sounds more like manipulation and control. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you to serve with no strings attached. You know, Graham and Jenny, when they came here, there was, there was like b- about between 70 and 100 different Sundays and the church went through financial difficulties and Graham um, started a paper route. Jenny took on uh, another three jobs and, and one point a fourth job. They actually came here to start a home for street kids and their Christmases were to family and about city street kids at their house. That's how they lived so you know what I'm trying to teach you is they had no strings attached. They didn't quit when it got hard. This church was built by people who said they'll do whatever, wherever. This church is still built by people who say they'll do whatever, wherever. There's no strings attached. I encourage you to live like that if you really wanna live. Quick things, the highest use of your time is to serve God by serving people. It's the best use of your time. Remember, time's more valuable than money. You can get more money if you lose it, but you can't get back your time. Number five, the biggest life you can live is to to generously serve others. Proverbs 11, verse 24. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Listen, just because you got a lot of money doesn't mean you have got a big life. I know a lot of wealthy people who die all alone and then one day somebody else spends their money. It's a fact. Just because you've got a lot of money doesn't mean you've got a big life. The biggest, the life you're looking for is, comes in the back end of generosity. The greatest life you can live is to serve others. Matthew 20 verse 26 says, If you want to be great, you must be a servant of all the others. The greatest life is a life where you serve others. Do you want to stand up quickly? So practically... Gratitude is the best motivator to serve. Gratitude is the best motivator to serve. Some people serve out of guilt, out of duty or pressure, but God wants you to serve out of gratitude for what He's done for you. That's the foundation of our service. I want encourage you that you have a responsibility to serve, but you also have the ability to respond. You have the responsibility. You don't have to be offended. You don't have to have strings attached. You can serve God no matter what. I remember years back, we ran this youth camp and it grown. And we had churches, um, or we had many churches coming. And we had all the pastors um, on this team. And we had different roles for them. And this one pastor accidentally messaged me. He was messaging some of the other pastors he wrote that I'm the biggest idiot on the planet he used some other words anyway it was quite funny that he sent it to me accidentally we had a meeting in the next few minutes all together I'm, the reason I'm telling you this is I deleted that message and I got on with serving people The reason I tell you that is I remember that story because whenever I have experiences that make me, where I almost think I have a right to get offended or a right to stop doing something, I remind myself. Dead people don't feel things like this. Dead people can't be offended. And didn't you die to yourself, Andre, when you started to give your life to God and you actually don't have a right to hold offense? And you know what? I probably did offend him. Maybe I did do something wrong. When I was a youth pastor, I did millions of things wrong and occasionally some stuff right and God still used it. Thank you, Jesus. So you know what? I could have, but here's the deal. I was not gonna let that get in the way of me living out my purpose and my destiny on this planet and you have probably got many excuses please drop your excuses drop them decide to let go of things you think you have a right to hold on to I believe we hold on to offense and bitterness because we forget what Jesus has forgiven us of and we don't forgive others I encourage you to let go and to start serving God we're just going to quickly worship and I'm going to pray for you give you my worship. Bon, still
1: you still you deserve, deserve, deserve it. it. You are
0: Jesus creating all things, that all things come from Him and they were made for Him. Just like the, the earth revolves around the sun, our lives should orbit around the sun, around Jesus Christ. We were made by Him and for Him. And He set their example that the greatest are servants. But some of us feel tied up How can I serve? How can I do this? Please let the Son come and pay the price for your sin. Come let Him free you. Sign the rights of your life, paid, signs He'll deliver. chosen by God. You're free to go. And you can come back and say, in my freedom, I choose you. I choose to serve you. I choose to serve people. If you need to do that tonight, I want to give you the opportunity. I'd love to lead you in a prayer to come and have your sins paid for by the Son. Jesus Christ. If that's you, do you wanna close your eyes? Everyone actually, please close your eyes. If you need to come to Jesus, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. The Bible says, as we call on the name of the Lord, that's when we are saved. It also says if we confess that He's the Son of God, believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, that we will be saved. I would love to have the privilege of leading you in a prayer where you ask Jesus to pay the price for your sins, to forgive you, and to be your Lord and Savior. If you do want to do that, I encourage you to receive Him with a passion, with an excitement, um, to to boldly put your hand up and say, that's me. I actually, because today as you do that, you're receiving the forgiveness that Jesus wants to give you. You're receiving the gift of salvation. You can't earn it. You can only receive it. If that's you, on three, pop your hand up, boldly. One, two, three. If that's you, awesome. Anyone else? Awesome. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Come on. We're receiving forgiveness from a savior. We, he didn't just mow the lawn for us. He died in the cross for us. Come on, if that's you, and say, "I need to come to Jesus. I need to make right with God." Anyone else? Just pop your hand up. Worthy of it all. Thank you, Jesus. From, from you are, you are all things, things. Come on, let's sing one right more
1: To you all things you deserve.
0: of god that got raised from the grave you'll be saved come let's just do it together jesus we call on your name to save us to pay the price for our sin i want to confess tonight that you are the son of god that god raised you from the dead when you came out of that grave because of this confession and this belief the bible says that i'm saved that I've changed and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise in this place. Oh. You guys are to take your seats quickly. They're going to get ready to play a praise song as we end, but... The cards in on your seat cover, they actually like these cards in the seat cover in front of you or under your seat if you're in the front row. We'd love you to we'd love to serve you and simply we do it by praying for you. If you want us to pray for you, you have a need or anything um, that you want us to stand with you for, why don't you write down your need? You don't have to put your name on the card. It can be private, but we will pray for you. Our team will pray for you. So why don't you do that right now? If you want us to give you more information about your next step if you gave your life to Jesus, uh, we, we'd love to get hold of you. You can put your details in the card, email address or cell number. Just write clearly out if you want us to contact you and you can tick uh, first time commitment or recommitment. Uh, but we'd love to tell you about your next step. It's a course we do called Following Jesus. The cool thing is you can do it at home on your device um, or you can do it in person this Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. If you are new and you'd like to tell us, and one more info, you can fill this card out or if you want to take a next step, remember. The growth track this tuesday six city i'm gonna be there i'd love to meet you and then holiday club it's tuesday morning don't miss out on that you can put these cards as you walk out the door in the bucket at the back and new people first time guests you can grab your first coffee as you walk out at the view group sign um,